Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. We're coming live from the BNP Paribas real estate uh, offices here where we've been having a session um, looking at ESG and impact and we'll pick up a little bit on that because that's been one of the major themes across the week. Um, I'm joined by Ron Van Bluis um, and uh, Nicole Dines and for the first time Courtney Fingar. Courtney, it would be interesting just to pick up with you, I guess, what you've been following during the week and also, I guess, what you're looking forward to, especially with MIPIM coming up. Thank you. Well, I'm very happy to be joining for this first Surreal Cast, and there'll be a lot more that we'll be talking about uh, in relation to how real assets fit with FDI, or real FDI as I call it. Uh, we have a major anniversary, of course, coming up, and that being the invasion of Ukraine coming in the week. And apart from the, the human and geopolitical implications of that, there have been a major FDI implications, of course, with a reallocation of investment. Um, of course, hundreds of multinational companies pulling out of Russia, Russian companies uh, pulling out of locations, um, investment destinations that have maybe been trying to court Russian investment, of course no longer wanting it, some still courting it, but quietly, but also the main factor is that it heightened companies' sensitivities towards risk and they're viewing locations across Europe and indeed even globally with a keener eye um, to, to risk aversion. And so we've seen um, a lot of locations in Central and Eastern Europe rethinking how they're promoting investment, companies rethinking where they might invest, and of course implications of energy security and supply chain security all factoring into what was already quite a complex equation of where and how um, investors think about Europe and the world with regards to their outbound investment. So keeping a very close eye on that all the time. And we've been here talking about um, ESG. How, how's that influencing the FDI side as well? Well, FDI is very much on board with ESG now. You could argue maybe a little late to the party, but arrived at the party nonetheless. And what we're seeing is both in terms of the push and the pull. So companies, of course, having to be really focused on ESG and thinking very more intentionally about how and where they make investments. Uh, companies are paying much more attention to the sustainable development goals, for example, and wanting to play a role. Um, investors are looking for ESG compliant and SDG friendly investment opportunities. On the pool side, investment promotion agencies are, are now um, focused heavily on those types of investments. They're becoming choosier and no longer just wanting to take any old investment. They're thinking whether it fits into their own ESG and SDG um, goals that they may have. And so there's a will on both sides. There's still in many ways a mismatch sometimes with the aims of the investors and, and the goals of the locations, but they're coming a little bit closer together and I think that makes it quite a fascinating time in this space. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and Nicole, from, from your side, I guess, what have you been um, tracking, but, but also what was your sort of sense of some of the discussion today as well? But it was a very interesting uh, briefing because it showed there were people from different sectors and it just shows how how uh, ESG is now taken on board, but there's still a big gap between wanting, you know, being, there's certainly a high level of awareness of what needs to be done, but there's a lot less clarity about how to do it 
and, and what exactly to do. And it was also highlighted that one of the problems is lack of skills in the, in the sector. Um, everyone wants to hire ESG experts, but there are just not many with enough, with enough track record, enough experience. But it is obviously positive that there is such a demand from companies for, uh, for experts in the field because everyone is looking out you know, to hire specialists, um, uh, sometimes in, in individual you know, components of ESG, environmental side, but also the social and the governance side. And there's obviously a positive sign. Now, obviously, the demand is there and things are changing very rapidly uh, because of technology, because of regulatory uh, you know, pressure. But it, things are not, I think the agreement was that things are not moving in the real estate sector as fast as they have moved in other sector. And that's, um, and that, that you know, things are moving in the right direction, but the pace has to be speeded up. Okay, good. And, and Ron, what's your sort of take on it? Obviously, you know, quite an interesting mix in terms of um, the audience, people coming from very different disciplines with very different views to share. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, diversity was key. Uh, well, I think in general, it's about alignment and leadership because we fully agree that we have to create alignment in the value chain to go from a linear economy to a circular business model. Uh, <clears throat> it takes a lot of knowledge, uh, measurement, but also leadership to transform the existing stock to a future-proof real estate stock. Valuation is key, uh, but also uh, measurement on the social impact. I think all of the audience agreed on the fact that we uh, have a redefinition of value. And so not only having uh, measurements on, well, the financial side, but also what's the value, on, on which level do we value? And not only on the asset side, but also maybe on the area development side, or even on society side. Because I think uh, that's also the aim of uh, real asset impact is to create impact on uh, climate change and the built environment. We are for 40% responsible uh, for, uh, well, uh, the carbon dioxide. I'm very positive also when we had like 50 peers, uh, ESG impact and, and sustainability peers in the room. The energy was awesome. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to speed up to this community. Yeah, that's interesting because I was in Madrid last week at the uh, Iberian REIT conference and there there was quite a lot of focus on particularly ESG um, but also actually much more positivity than I expected in general around the market. The question that my panel addressed was is there Armageddon <laughs> in real estate markets but actually by the time we got to the panel it was very clear that there wasn't and in fact although in the listed side the, you know, the stock market valuations are low actually from the, the fundamental side um, revenues are good you know increased occupancy increased rents um, so from that perspective you know very different to you know the sort of uh, Portugal and uh, and Spain from the previous crisis yeah. also had an interesting discussion with Audrey Klein who was uh, at the AFAR conference in Washington DC and there was for the first time there'd been two panels specifically focused on ESG and carbon reduction so really interesting to see how that's that's been developed thanks very much um, Ron thank you Courtney thank you Nicole thank you for joining us um, and look forward to seeing you next week in our more regular zoom style <laughs> version but thanks very much for joining us